everyone, this is Siobhan with the Creative Outsiders Podcast, and we're back for another episode. I'm excited because I get to sit down and chat with, we, I would like to say we were virtual friends, and now yeah. you know, <laughs> one of my virtual friends, Charlotte, uh, we go all the way back to Black Twitter. <laughs> oh my gosh, we sure do. <laughs> <laughs> So, Charlotte, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Thank you. Of course. So, for people who don't know you um, and, like, what you do, tell us about your business. Because people who may be listening might know you from Pint Size Faith. So, tell us a little bit about yourself. All right. Well, it's so strange because like every time I introduce myself, I'm like, I'm a mom and I'm a wife. (laughs) But you know, I think uh, those are definitely things that define me as well. But I'm, I like to say that like, I'm a Jill of most trades. (laughs) I like that. I I write and uh, I'm a business owner. I own a business with my husband called, as you said, Pine Size Faith, uh, where we, um, faith-based apparel for uh, the whole family. Uh, we started that in October of 2015. And at the time I was still working full time. So I wasn't really devoting much time to Pine Size Faith. But yeah, that's definitely one of the things that we're doing. I'm also a, um, a writer. Like I said, I'm very um, passionate. And I also feel like it's my purpose to share stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically, like, you know, in storytelling, I like to... Um, share stories that edify people. And I also really enjoy helping people show up effortlessly online through their story. And so that's what I'm working on as well uh, through my own personal site, which is uh, charlotteabeds.com. But like, just to wrap it up, I think everything that I do by like comes down to storytelling, even through, you know, our apparel line, uh, we're really sharing the story of Christ through our apparel line. And so I guess storytelling would be the best way to describe me. Because any form of storytelling, I'm there. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's so funny. Before we talk about um, you also putting on the official hat of being a storyteller through the visual aspect, um, I want to, because you brought it up, and it's so funny because I always do research, even if I know the person. And I went today to go look at your bio. Um, well, look at your the link in your bio for Charlotte, and I I clicked it and it said because um, I'm all about one liners, <laughs> but it said, "Behold, I do a new thing." Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously, something new is going to be going on on your personal website. But like, what does that look like as a storyteller? Like, why behold, I do a new thing? man this is like it's so funny because you're like the third person who said that to me within this week and you're like wow I really like the behold you know and I'm like well I guess nobody's been really clicking in my uh profile because I haven't really much done anything much uh done much of anything I think for me behold is I obviously for those who don't know it's a scripture it comes from the bible and what it means to me is that God is transforming me personally and spiritually and the things that I used to do before didn't really, per- wasn't much of a, I was passionate about it, but it didn't really serve a purpose. And so why 
I felt like that scripture was fitting is because I am doing a new thing because God is doing a new thing through me. Does that make sense? <laughs> it does. And so, and again, it goes back to storytelling. Um, that's why the storytelling part of it goes is simply say what I'm doing. Basically what I'm doing is going to be helping people show up effortlessly online, which is something that comes easy to me um, through writing and just sharing again stories. And so that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm helping people. I'm helping. I'm looking to help people, specifically women of <laughs> black women tell their story. What I've noticed for myself is um, in order to be able to share your story effectively and have and be able to create impact you have to be able to put shame to the side and be able to you wouldn't be able to do that people would not be able to gravitate towards you without having some type of uh, connection and this is something i just learned recently through a class a challenge i'm doing this week actually through uh, patrice washington i don't know if you know her but if you don't i do she's get to know her <laughs> And so, uh, so I've learned a lot about that and it's actually helped me kind of like really, um, narrow down what I want to do. You know what I mean? And so, mm -hmm. and it, the funny thing is, it's amazing how God works is now people are clicking into my link, but that link has been like that for like a good two months, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but it's almost like, wow, like I'm really ready now. You know, I know exactly I got some clarity, but then again, again, it's all through storytelling. So I hope I don't know if I answered your question. No, you did. <laughs> you did because it's like um I get it. Uh for me, like I felt like I went through this place where I was trying to appease everyone, you know, mm -hmm. or like use my voice in all these places and it just wasn't what I was supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. Um so I get like, you know, God doing a new thing and you and you being able to help like get really clear because I think that's the other thing we don't realize um, as business owners and believers you know when it's something that you're supposed to do you might not know like what it like full picture like 10 years from now but you're certain like you're certain about like this is what my call or purpose like to do um, so like I get it I understand because I feel like I pivoted like even in the in the last three weeks I feel like I've been stretched to pivot to be really clear that I want to help believers use their voice and it not be basic <laughs> right right or put and, in a box so and, and I think for me um why the storytelling aspect of it is so important to me because I know for a fact that we all have a story because I have one. Mm -hmm. And what I want to do by helping, I know I said women, but I just want to help people, black people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, because I feel like we have a lot of things that we just don't talk about. And storytelling, you talk about things and it's almost kind of like therapeutic in a sense, you know, to get your story out there. Um, there's a lot of, I, I know for me personally, if I feel this way, surely other people feel this way too. You right. know what I mean? Where there are some things that you, you've been through that were kind of like, and you think it's embarrassing to yourself. You know what <laughs> I mean? Because people have, they see you and they have kind of like a preconceived notion of who you are, but they don't know you, you know? Right. But how is that purposeful to them? 
You know what I mean? How yeah. is that helping anybody? So that's why, I don't know. I just feel like storytelling is just so important. And um, I, I do feel that, you know, that's my calling. I'm just so excited about it. But do you understand what I'm saying? I'm just saying like, it's like, it's so important for people to share. And there's a lot of times like we don't want to share certain things because there's shame attached to it. I know for mm-hmm. me. And, but once you release it, I know I've seen it happen to other people where once you release it, it's kind of like, it can't hold you back. Yeah. And that's, that, that's the power of storytelling. And that's why I'm, you know, I'm trying to share stories. But I like that. That is, you know, that is the power of storytelling because that's why I originally started writing books. Like I, I just told myself I went through something and I didn't want anybody else to go through it. Mm-hmm. Um, as much shame initially I felt about it. Like I definitely didn't want to initially talk about, you know, going through a divorce. It was mm-hmm. not my plan at all. <laughs> But mm-hmm. I, I knew how I felt and I knew that other people f- probably felt the same way and they didn't have language to speak to it. So why not I speak up? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know how God works? Like he will put you in a position where, listen, like you have to share your story because, and you know, I, I, I don't want to be the one, I don't want to, I don't want to get to heaven and God be like, why didn't you say nothing you know right <laughs> I don't want I don't want no parts of that so you know as uncomfortable and as uncomfortable it, it is going to be to you know put myself out there when this site you know gets going mm-hmm. I'm okay with it because I know for a fact that it's going to help people you know I just know and that's why it says behold you know I'm doing a new thing behold like mm-hmm. something new and when you hear the word behold it's so striking it's like an order like hey wait you know it is it is it stops you stops you in your tracks you know and so i i'm excited you know i'm still a work in progress you know god is still working on me and but i'm going to move and faint you know but that's good i just had to bring that up so i was like let me ask her that's so wild though because you're the second person the third person within 24 hours yeah (laughs) We talked about pint-sized faith, but now, because, you know, I'm so excited about pint-sized faith media, tell us about that, because, you know, I have all the questions <laughs> for that. Yes. So tell us why you um, are, I, I wouldn't say transition, I would say pivoting, like, well, I guess it's join. Tell us why. Yeah, 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 media. yeah. Okay. So it's not pivoting, it's joint because I think, again, it goes all into storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been a big fan of, like, movies, but not not movies, but documentary-style mm-hmm. uh, storytelling. I'm not a fan of comedies. I know it's strange. I'm not a fan of horror movies. Like, I love real stories. And so um, I also like the aspect of um, having something where you can control the narrative does that so basically i actually thanks to you and this book you told me to read we're about to take over but that's another story on it <laughs> the seven mountain prophecy that's that that's the book you recommended first yeah it's um it's quite eye-opening Isn't um, it? <laughs> yeah so and that's one of the reasons why i was like okay you know what uh, yeah, we won't take over. But listen, the thing is, with Pine Side Fate Media, it's a uh, it's kind of like a sister company to Pine Side Fate, 
right? Um, where we wanted to be able to share not necessarily Christian story, stories, mm-hmm. but um, just stories that are going to help edify people in general, you know? Right. And um, wholesome content that does not necessarily match what we see on TV right now. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so that's why it was created. And so it's not pivoting. It's not, it's part of the Pine Size. It's under the Pine Size Faith umbrella. Um, and that, you know, I'm passionate again about storytelling. I'm passionate about video and working at Apple for about like three or four years. I actually just really like how they um, do their commercials and how they storytell themselves. And I've learned a lot from them on that side. And so I wanted to create something like that for myself that's going to be able to elicit emotion, but also edify uh, the people, not necessarily through the Christian faith, but just because I wanted to create a, a space, a platform where people will be able to share their stories in order to edify others. So it's so funny. We we talked about this, uh, I don't know how long ago, kind of offline, just about, you know, what does it look like to be a believer that is a, a filmmaker, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and even how, and I'm not going to say for you, but for me, I really struggled for a really long time just feeling like I didn't want to get it wrong, you know, Mm -hmm. because I I Mm -hmm. felt pressure. I was like, you know, ultimately at the end of the day, I have to be able to sit with myself and sit with God and know that he's like cool with what I'm doing. But then I I didn't want to, and this is no shade, y'all, so don't take it as shade. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't want to be the person that created like, passion of the christ movies um Mm -hmm. it's nothing wrong with it because i mean like it needs to be told you know um and i just and i'm I'm gonna ask you i just felt like in this specific space of like media entertainment i feel like as believers we put limits on what you can create you know so here's what i want to talk about first of all when you said the passion if you don't you don't want to be the believer then uh Create passion of the Christ, but it's never. What was his name? Mel Gibson is not the. You know what I mean? Like he is right. not. So you can tell stories without necessarily having to put, uh, you know, the Christian faith in it. Right. But because of who you are, it exudes already within your creations. You know what I mean? And so. Right. Um, I'm gonna give you another example. So I was watching. I follow um, on YouTube. There's this guy called Sean. Kennel or Kennel, I'm not sure how to say his last name, but he's a videographer, okay? Mm-hmm. And so the first time I watched his video, I didn't know anything about him, but I was looking at him and I was like, man, there is something about this guy. Like, he is so special. Like, who is he? Like, I, I, I've never heard about him, but I bet you anything he's a Christian. Mm-hmm. That's how I, just looking at him. Mm-hmm. And come to find out, like, 16 videos in, he was like, yeah, I used to be, you know, a youth pastor for my church and I got into videography and I was like, that's it. I knew mm-hmm. it. I knew it because the way he speaks, the way he presents himself, everything he does is an excellence. So there is, you don't, I feel like you don't necessarily need to come out and say, obviously you have to stand your ground in your faith, but I'm saying as far as like the creative field, mm-hmm. you can be a Christian, but because of your Christianity, because of the Holy Spirit that, you know, lives within you, mm-hmm. you have an advantage to create things that don't, that no, that does not even compare to the world because you get right. your strategies from the Holy Spirit. Right. You know what I mean? 
And that's why Pine Size Fate Media's hashtag is unrivaled creativity because it doesn't come to, from me. It comes mm-hmm. from God. So what I'm going to create is going to be, it's going to have to give glory to God. It's going to have to give me an opportunity to, to speak about Christ. If I get an interview one day and they say, well, how did you create this documentary? Like what made you think, well, you know, I have to give glory to God because the Holy Spirit led me and he's going to get glorified either way, whether it's, it's not through your mouth, through your work, you know? Right. So. I agree. Uh, And it's so funny because it took like God reeling me in because I just felt so like, I was just like, I don't don't know how to do this. And I think you, yeah, I shared it with you, but it was like two uh, videos. Well, one was a TV show, The Fresh Prince. And then the other one was Home Alone. Y'all have to go back and listen to my um, breakdown of Home Alone. But he just was like, you know, one, you, you always come to me about what you're going to create, which I do. And because of who I am in you, like you said, people are going to see God's character. Um, He's going to, and Holy Spirit definitely led me. So I definitely agree with you on that. And now I'm going to have to go and see who the guy you're referencing is. Mm-hmm. Um, and you say he's on YouTube? Yeah, he's on YouTube. He's big now. And just his story. And But it's just him. He's mm-hmm. just the person. It's like you can recognize that something special. And God's going to draw people to you because of the way you present yourself. So that's why I'm not too concerned. And if people, and I'm not knocking anybody else out right. about, you know, what they create and stuff, but you, you want to get out of the religious aspect to cater to only Christians. That's a problem too, mm-hmm. because you have a wide audience. So if you're only creating to cre- creating content is geared towards Christians specifically. I mean, I, I do think that there's going to be a point where you're going to have to create something specifically just for a specific right. audience. And that's great. You know, there are instances in that, like, you know, you're not for everybody, obviously, but I also do think that um, if you are going to create content and God has placed you in a specific environment, it's not to just go ahead and reach to people that are just like you. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because then Uh it's counterproductive. Like it doesn't, it it doesn't work. Um, But if you creating for me, I, I just know that I wasn't called to just create religious content. Right. Absolutely. So with that being said, um, what is the first like official project that's going to come out through Pint Size Faith Media? So with all this craziness that's been happening with COVID-19 and, you know, uh, we took a lot of uh, step backs, but then I'm also realizing now that God's timing is everything and I'm not forcing anything Uh, there. We were supposed to um, have our documentary for called Africans that was supposed to come out actually in April. Uh, but that fell through because that was really at the, um, you know, when we're trying to finalize everything for actually April, that's when this whole pandemic thing happened. So it kind of like kind of took a step back. We don't have dates, but you know, prayers that will hopefully be by the end of this year. And also being that it's my first documentary, I never really took, I never really realized how long these things take, you know? Yes. Listen. (laughs) I'm like, wow, I came up, right. I came up with the idea. I wrote it. Let's do it. You know, I thought it was that simple. You know, it's not YouTube video, Charlotte. It's it's a documentary, (laughs) you know? So, uh, but I had a lot, I had a lot of fun doing it. Um, 
also Plant Sight Media made me realize that I need a team. I can't do everything by myself when it comes to, you know, sharing stories specifically like in that area, um, you know, movie making, filmmaking. Why didn't you tell me, Siobhan? Listen. Why didn't you tell me I needed a team, you know? Listen, you need a uh, team. <laughs> I'm like, look, I'm just going to film this whole thing on uh, by myself and edit. But then you know what? No, it didn't work out that way. But thankfully, I've had the... Uh, I've had the people, um, got to meet the people that I needed. It was, um, I'm excited. I'm, I'm just really, really excited. So hopefully by the end of this year and, uh, but I'll definitely keep you po- uh, posted. We do have the trailer ready to go. Uh, okay. but as you know, we have, um, we have to go back and forth with, you know, t- my editor who is amazing by the way. And she's, uh, she's just great, but yeah, I'll let you know. <laughs> I don't have a specific date yet, but it's definitely going to be, you know, towards the end of the year. Okay, so give before us- the end of the year, before okay. the end of the year. Sorry, it's okay. So give us like a, a synopsis or summary of what the documentary is about. Yeah, know, sure. But they don't. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so um, the reason behind it is because I'm first of all I'm African, and I think that a lot of times like we uh, we want to share stories that we're familiar with to the people that we are familiar with. So anyway, um, the story is about, a documentary, sorry, is about three young black uh, men, African descent. Some are first generation, some are second generation uh, Africans here in the U.S. who have chosen, uh, you know, creative careers or in, in, uh, careers in creative industries that are not necessarily supported by our parents or their parents. Um, and so we just... Uh, they share the story. We follow them around the city of Chicago and, uh, you know, they tell us some of the things that their parents are supporting. Some of them, the parents are not supporting and how they've dealt with that and, uh, you know, how, where they are right now in their creative careers. So basically it's just to make a long story short, it's about young Africans looking to, uh, build or building careers in creative industry without or with the support of uh their parents and it's very eye-opening because a lot of our parents you know as africans they want us to be doctors they want us to be lawyers you know Mm -hmm. and understandably so because they're looking for financial security but the reason why i wanted to shoot that is because it's important to tap into our creativity one for godly reasons because again purpose and passion and um two i wanted to young african men and women to say that it is possible to do something outside of what our parents are calling and still be or looking for us to do and still be successful so i like that i think that's a really that's a really good story and it's funny because um i think that is the uh across the board thing even for Mm -hmm. like african americans because (laughs) when i like said that i was going to switch careers because for most people, I, I think everybody knows who's listening. My undergrad was in counseling. And then when I came home and was like, oh, I'm going to get my master's in screenwriting, they were just like, oh, okay, for a hobby? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's just right. financial security. Mm-hmm. And we have to understand that our parents, they've, you know, they've been through some things, you know? Right. And they, they kind of, they, they don't, a lot of times don't want us to struggle or go through the hardships that they've gone through. And sometimes to them that comes in financial security, which is fine, but that they, they don't really understand it, you know? And so, um, 
but also if you don't know and if you don't have anybody supporting you um, outside of if your own family is not supporting you, I want people to understand or young Africans to understand that or just be young black people or anybody for that matter to understand that you can still um, create something. God will bless it and you'll be successful by pat, by following things that, you know, don't necessarily, you know, please your parents. Right. Not in a bad way, though. You just listen right. to your parents, obviously. Exactly. <laughs> so what is one thing that you learned uh, during this process of creating the documentary outside of you need a team? <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, that stories need to be told. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we see people, but we don't see people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so we see them as we want to see them, but people have real, people are going through real things. They have real stories that need to be shared. And um, through this documentary, I figured, I found out for myself that I can do things that I never thought that I could do. You know, Mm -hmm. this idea of this documentary has been something that God has given me years ago shortly after i gave birth to my uh, to naraya in 2012 i never moved on it mm-hmm. and everything some sometimes some things would happen whatever 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 i didn't have another kid that i moved and but then also god's timing is perfect and so when you have an idea move it, it's 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 gonna happen the original documentary was filmed on my cell phone <laughs> So there's a clip on Pine Size Weight Media's uh, Instagram, mm-hmm. uh, like a, the first trailer that we did. That was filmed on my cell phone. And then God placed the people in my life that I needed uh, to go ahead and reshot everything with the proper equipment and things like that. But if you move, and I know this not, doesn't necessarily have to do with the, with the documentary, but I mean, what I've learned for myself is that if you take a first step, God will take the second, third, fourth, fifth with you. So, yeah, that's, that's the, one of the biggest lessons that I can do hard things that God will provide and there are stories out there that need to be told. And, and the people it, who have, the people who have those stories probably don't even want to tell them. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm over there like instigating people. Come on, tell me a story. <laughs> yeah. And just for the record, tell people what camera you got upgraded from your iPhone? <laughs> well, I did it. not get an upgrade actually because my I, I still have my phone, uh, but I did I don't shoot on my phone. I shoot with my uh, my editor, who is also a videographer. Said, "Hey, girl." <laughs> <laughs> so when I sent her all the footage, she was like trying to do some stuff, you know, some grading, and it just wasn't working very well, you know. So she said, "Hey, girl." I'm just going to use my black magic. Just get the guys together and we're going to reshoot everything. So that was God right there. Come to find out, she also said, by the way, if you want to submit this to Netflix, uh, they don't accept footage on cell phones. So I think the lowest was like the black magic that the model that she was using. And it worked out so well. So I I thank God. But I am going to upgrade because I do need my own camp, my own equipment. Um, And so I'm looking at the black magic that she used. Listen, tell her uh, she came through and she saved you, so you'll be able to also uh, submit it so it can be on Netflix. I know that's right. You better say it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, 
we're going to wrap up in just a second, but I just wanted to ask you just because this is my, I always ask people this, and because of the time that we're in, for those who are going to listen back at a later date, we are in the middle, as we already mentioned, of um, COVID-19. Well, I, I don't even know where we are in the perspective of that, but it's been going on for a while. And then we're also in the smack dab middle of like protest. Um, and it's just a lot going on in our world. So I always ask people, especially for creatives, because we do create from the perspective of our heart. Um, what are some things that you're doing to like manage your self-care during this time? I've had to, um, I don't know. I, I, I've, I've been really praying a lot. I've been reading my word a lot. I do feel like I'm we're in a kind of like an Esther like type of time right now. So that's what I've been reading. I'm like, send me Lord, you know, what do you want me to do? But um as far as self-care, I'm just really like, you know, checking on my friends, checking on myself, um, loving on my children, you know, spending time reading books with my children and um praying a lot. Honestly, what I've been praying, I've been I've just been praying. <laughs> more and to me that's self-care I'm also I haven't been spending too much time on social media because it angers me to see all these videos not that I'm angry at people posting it I'm just angry at the situation so I have to remove myself from social media because I can't deal with all these videos that I'm seeing because it makes me mad you know we also don't watch the news we never been really a family that watches the news, but uh, we don't keep the news on too much, mm-hmm. you know. And so, staying away and just logging in, logging back in out when I can—that's really helped me to gather my thoughts together, you know. That's good. I definitely am in agreement of also um, the news because it's just. Like, I, I need to be aware, you know, so I try to read articles and talk to my friends who are news junkies, um, because it's just, it, if you keep, like, ingesting, like, fear, like, it becomes attached to you, and it really, like, for me, it, it disrupts my sleep, like, I can't sleep well, so I definitely like, try to minimize it and not have it playing all day, I, it's too much that's too much yeah it's too much so before we hop off do you have any advice for someone who feels like they need to be a storyteller but they don't know you know or they don't feel the courage to get started just do it honestly uh i think share bit by bit what you feel comfortable with for instance like i don't know if you saw my stories but tonight i'll be doing a live with my friend um Liz and uh, you know we're just going to be talking about like you know daddy issues and the black man and the faith and the systemic racism and how everything is you know locked into like locked in together and how they all contribute to each other. Mm-hmm. But in order for me able to come from a place of transparency, I know a, 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 a place where people can relate. I have to share some of my story as well and why I think you know it 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 were it. it kind of all links together you know so Mm -hmm. I would say start sharing your story bit by bit you know whatever you feel comfortable with then start that way but you just have to start and two the other advice would be do it because it's not about you Mm -hmm. do it because it's about someone else who's waiting 
to hear what you have to say. So, because it could literally save someone else's life, you know? Yes. (laughs) Yes, I agree on that. It's not about you. It's about the other people you're serving. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I don't think people really realize how important that is. So. I don't either. I do not either. Well, Charlotte, thank you so much for taking time. I enjoyed our conversation. I did too. Thank you so much, Siobhan. You're welcome. And everyone, I will put all of her information in the show notes. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe, uh, like, leave us a comment, rate, and then share it with other people. And you know my drill. Don't talk about it. Be about it. Go live your filmmaking dream.